Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. Um, welcoming any new visitors to my pod. Many of you who don't know me, hopefully you get a chance to get to know me. But looking forward to have a conversation with anybody out there who's looking to listen, learn, and just get to know who I am. Um, But it's not just about me, everybody. It's also about you. It's about our culture. It's about our world. It's about our country, our wants, our needs, what we're thankful for. In this time, we have to make sure and remember what we're thankful for. So this episode will be completely dedicated to thankfulness, gratefulness, however you want to phrase it. It's important to remember what we're thankful for in this life. I know it can be pretty hard sometimes to really determine that. Sometimes it can be pretty easy. Sometimes you could say, well, Joseph, I know what I'm thankful for. You know, I know it. But are you truly, truly displaying that thankfulness around you? Or are you just saying it and not living it? That's what I want to know, right? So many times people in today's culture They will say, well, I'm thankful for my family. I love my family. I would do anything for my family. I would die for my family, right? But yet they go on the world and spread hate and divisiveness because they feel like, hey, that's my way of speaking my mind. That's my way of, you know, speaking out of unrighteousness and things going on in the world, right? You know, and I think of what's going on in this country today, right? What is going on in this country is pretty despicable. And it's really hard to be thankful sometimes when you see what's going around you, when you see the hate, when you see... um, the violent protests. And I'm not saying protests in general are bad. I'm saying violent protests. People burning down things, riots, people shooting each other, killing each other in the streets, as if that's okay in today's culture. Well, maybe it is, right? Maybe some people out there are thankful that they get to go out there and shoot people and hurt people and feel like, oh, I'm gonna own the libs right? I'm going to own the right. I'm going to get back at them. I'm going to seek my vengeance because I am in the right. And you're wondering, well, what is that, Joseph? What does that have to do with, you know, being thankful? Well, because if you're thankful, you do the right things that are being thankful for, right? You do what is right. You act right. If you want to protest, you protest right. And you may say, well, is there a right way to protest? Yeah, there is. Peacefully. Peacefully. That's the right way. Not purposely going out and protesting just to counter other protesters to fight them in the streets. Physically fight them. Bringing destruction. Bringing confusion. That's not protesting, folks, regardless of what you think it is, right? So today, you know, we want to focus on being thankful. Being thankful means that you give honor to those things that are important to you. Now, each of us out there have important things that are important to us, right? We have family, friends. Our homes, our mom, our moms, dads, you know, I was going to say money. Money is important to people. Jobs, you know. You know, some people want to thank the, the internet. Some people want to play, thank TikTok or Twitter or Facebook, you know. Whatever it may be, 
I, I can't really tell you if you're being thankful for something that's justifiable in the sense of like, well, that's something to be thankful for or that's not something to be thankful for. I can't tell you that because everybody has a different idea of what's being, what they're being thankful for. I mean, typically you're going to be thankful for the people in your life, your family, your friends, your husband, your wife, your kids. Those are things to be thankful for, of course. You know, you could easily be thankful for, oh, my car, you know, I have a great job. I make lots of lots of money. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm living the life. People think that's being worth thankful for. And maybe it is to a certain degree. Other things to be thankful for. Good health, right? That's um, something we could be thankful for, right? So, you know, there are tons of things out there on the internet to tell you what to be thankful for, right? There's probably like a hundred things you could be thankful for today to show gratitude, right? So just searching online, let, let's see what some of those, your family and friends, your health and well-being, food on the table, hot showers, the internet, eyesight, a roof over your head, pets, animals, rainbows, <laughs> Cups of tea, cuddles, you know, date nights, dancing. You know, there are tons of things you could be thankful for, you know. What am I thankful for? Well, I, of course, am thankful for my family, my wife, my daughter. Thankful for my sister, my dad, my brother-in-law. Thankful for my distant relatives like my uncle. Or uncle, <laughs> cousins, aunts out there who I don't even speak to nowadays. But, you know, hey, I'm thankful they're still around. They're still alive, even though I don't have contact with them. Thankful for my teaching, my jobs, food on the table, clothes on my back, a roof over my head. You know, many times, you know, money in the bank, so to speak. You know, I'm not a millionaire. I'm certainly not that. I'm not even, you know fraction of a millionaire <laughs> I'm, you know I'm nothing close to a millionaire but hey that's okay but you know I am thankful you know there's certain things that I should be thankful for you know I'm thankful to God of course definitely in my life thankful to Jesus and I mean that thankful that I have good health and I've had good health most of my life. I've rarely ever gotten physically sick. The only time I've ever gotten somewhat sick is mentally, which is, you know, you know, uh, going through my childhood in a sense, adulthood, mental illness, being in my life. Uh, I mean, hard to be thankful for that, you know, because that kind of just brings you down. But thankful for the op opportunities to open my eyes due to having that mental illness and realizing what was important. When there were times in my life where I, you know, m you know, couldn't be here, you know, possibly, you know. I think we all should be thankful, you know. We live in, I live in the United States anyways, for any of those, any of you who out there listen you know, um, some of you live in other countries, right? Some of you live in countries where, you know, you're fighting to survive. You're fighting to make it. You're fighting to eat every day. You're fighting to have shelter every day. Um, many people today are having a hard time being thankful. And understandably, you know, Right now, we are in the thrust of the pandemic. People are losing their lives. People are losing their livelihoods. People are losing their, their jobs. They're even losing their lives in the sense of them taking their lives because they're just in complete despair. Because they're, they don't know where to turn, who to turn to. 
And yes, they have people in their life to turn to. But sometimes that's, sorry to say, that's just not enough. Sometimes we need more, right? I can't stress enough that, you know, yeah, money is not the most important thing in our life. But it's certainly important to the sense of like, we need it to survive. We need it to live. We need it to buy groceries, you know. We need it, right? And we have to remember that. You know? So, what are you thankful for, right? Think about that. Yes, I know it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I know it's difficult, right? It's not easy, especially in today's day. Especially of many of those, and I was thinking about this today, and I think about it quite regularly, being that the news, you know, blasts COVID numbers all the time, you know? <laughs> it's always on the news. And, and I'm not saying that um, despairingly, where, you know, like, wow, you know, I'm tired of seeing it. You know, it, it is what it is, and it's unfortunate you know, that we have over 250,000 deaths in the United States alone due to COVID, about 11 million cases of COVID, right? So that's kind of where we're at right now, right? And it's the numbers are just going up, up and up and up. And imagine, if you will, being thankful if your mom and dad just passed away before the holidays, not being able to spend Christmas with them, you know, um, thinking about the, what it feels like to lose a parent, which many times, many of us have, you know, I lost my mom about five years ago, December 9th, 2015, a day I will never forget hard to be thankful when you don't have your mom in your life, right? Moms are irreplaceable. Now, I can't say that for everybody because, frankly, some people hate their moms, you know? Some people hate their mom and dads, you know? And some for good reason, you know, obviously. I, I don't encourage, you know, you know, hating our parents, you know? Our parents are people too. But our parents also fail us at times. You know, it's being a parent is not one of those things that there's a manual to on, but some parents don't even try. Some parents don't even make an effort to be good parents. Because deep down, in my opinion, is that some parents who become parents don't really want to be parents after all. They, they want to be single. They want to not have that, you know, responsibility. And if they do, you know, I'm not saying a child is a mistake, but they went, oops, that shouldn't have happened. And something does. You know, unfortunately, they take it out on the kids. They blame them. And that's not their fault, obviously. You know, again... One of the things that really, really brings me down right now is our incredible divisiveness in our country. That's what brings me down right now. The fights. A president who doesn't want to concede because he wants to take his vengeance out on the Democrats. A man who just wants to sow discord, discord and, and destroy us from within. A man who doesn't, in my opinion, love America, although he's gotten a lot from America. He lives a life that many would dream of. High in his ivory towers somewhere. 
while many of us are suffering just to survive, right? We live in a country where you look on the news and it's, I'm not just saying that, oh, well, their news is just biased and they're just showing the worst parts of society. And partly they are sometimes because that's the news. But see the fighting, see the hate, see the, the rise of racism in our country, hate crimes, us versus them. You know, I think about, you know, even the film Rocky Four. for many of you who watched that. Drago versus Stallone. Us against them. United States against Russia. United States against the world. You know. We've lost our place in the world. In my opinion. But we can hopefully get it back one day. We've had. Centuries of. You know, having different presidents in this country. A changing government. Which is normal for us. As opposed to other countries who don't get that ability to have free and fair elections. But that's soon changing, folks. And not to get off topic here. But we have bad actors in this country who are trying to change the, the way we do things, such as voting. Trying to limit the votes of those who certain groups feel that, it's, that we don't want their votes. And we're not going to allow them to vote. And you may say, well, Joseph, everybody can vote right now. Yes, everybody. Legally, of course. I mean that. But... Will that change? Of course it can. There can be legislation one day that says, hey, you know, we don't want African-Americans to vote anymore. And you may say, that's preposterous. That will never happen. Yeah, most likely it won't. We don't want Latinos to vote. Yeah, that's right. We only want this group to vote or we only want this location to vote. You know, you think that it's not happening now, but it is. You know, certain areas in the country where it's being legislated to make sure that, you know, certain groups are able to vote. Some are make it more difficult to vote, which basically makes it so they won't vote, makes it so they just decide, hey, it's not worth it. Why am I going through all this trouble to vote? And then that's really what many of those I feel, in my opinion, such as the Republicans, are trying to do. Disenfranchise voters. Make them feel it's not worth it. Make them feel that their voice means nothing. Our voices mean something, folks, when we vote in this country. And hopefully you were able to see that in this last election. Right? Now, for many of you who have heard me talk, I am obviously not a Trump supporter. I did not vote for him, right? Although um, evangelicals would otherwise, if they had to choose for me, they would probably have told me to vote for, for Trump. And many evangelicals do. Pastors sitting on their pulpits, preaching the word of God, telling me who I should vote for. And you may say, Joseph, that's, that, they shouldn't be doing that. It's illegal. Well, they do it in a sense where it's not outright. You need to vote for this person. But it's phrased like this. You need to let your conscience be your guide. And you need to vote for the person who best identifies with us. And that's their wording in different ways, of course. Basically telling me, you know, Trump is for us. We are for Trump. So you must vote for him. If not, you're not a Christian. If not, 
you can just say I'm going to hell. And many in the Christian community have said that. If you vote Democrat, you are going to hell. Last time I checked, salvation is not determined if I'm a Democrat or Republican, but by my relationship to Jesus and what Jesus and what relationship I have with him. Last time I checked, I don't have to be a Republican to go to heaven. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying one side is better than the other. They both, Democrats and Republicans, have their major flaws. Don't get me wrong. But I am not voting for a potential dictator, a fascist. And many of you think, I, I, you know, people when we say this, you know, we over-exaggerate like, oh, Trump is not a, a dictator. He is not a fascist. There is not a fascist bone in his body. He is not like that. You don't know him. And I'm just impersonating somebody. So <laughs> nobody in particular. But um, that's just the voice I hear when I, I think of people saying those words. When you look at his actions, you look at what he's trying to do, even right now. Take his revenge to get back at those who impeached him by destroying the, 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 this, the United States. And although we will prevail in the long run, come January 20th, 2021, we will have a new president because that is what the people voted for. There's no fraud, people, okay? People like to throw that conspiracy theory. Is there a certain degree of fraud regardless? Yes, there is. It's, uh, an election is not perfect. It's not fraudless. There is fraud, but not rampant fraud. You're not going to see millions and millions of fraudulent ballots being cast. What you're going to find is irregular, irregularities, people trying to do things they shouldn't. But is it in the millions? Of course not. It's not even, in my opinion, it's not even in the tens of thousands. It's probably in the point zero 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 one percent It's a very small percentage. And in those cases, if it comes out to be fraud, those people will be prosecuted. And that's not something we mess around with. But the conspiracies are, are quite crazy. Oh, well, you know, China submitted, you know, ballots for Biden. Iran submitted by, um, ballots for Biden, you know. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is what's going on today. If, if the election was really rigged for Democrats, if, if Democrats really rigged the election, don't you think we would have been smart enough to rig the Senate as well? Do you think we would forgo that? The one of the most important branches of government? That's why the snuff test doesn't add up to those who claim fraud. You think if, there, if the election was rigged, we would allow, you know, those senators that are going for re-election to win, wouldn't we have a blowout for Democrats in those cases as well? Absolutely. And you know, I'm not saying that it can't happen. There may be a time where we're going to have complete blowouts in Senate and in the presidency. And it's going to be because of what the people wanted, what the people voted for. Because the people are waking up, folks. I, I, I've never been a Republican. I've never identified with um, Republican or conservative. I've never, uh, although many would say that I should because I'm a Christian and I should follow, you know, the, um, the uh, Republican agenda. But like I said, last time I checked, I followed the Bible. Okay. And yes, I know you, you may um, question that, you know, there's some hypocrisy in 
who I vote for or what I follow. You know, do I necessarily call myself a Democrat? No, absolutely not. Do I have liberal views to certain issues? Of course, yes, I do. Do I believe in treating people fairly and kindly and, and looking out for the poor and making sure they're taken care of? Absolutely. Do I agree with abortion? No. But I will say this. Abortion is not going away, folks. You know, abortion in our country, although conservatives would like to abolish it, and that's their, you know, wet dream, so to speak, it's probably never going to happen, okay? Because the will of the people are not going to allow that to happen. You know, we don't live in a theocracy. We don't live in a country governed by, you know, the theology of God. You know, although, again, that's what conservatives would like to see. But even conservatives, to a certain degree, would not fully embrace theology or a theocracy. You know why? Because they're sinful people too. They're greedy, sinful people too. Which means the things that they practice would have to be eliminated as well. And I'll be damned if they think they're, we think they're, they're going to be um, wise enough to want to eliminate the things that are important to them, even though they're sinful in nature, right? And, and that's where the whole argument with government is, right? Government, although God created government, God created this system of government, it's run by men and women who are deeply flawed. Now, I get that they mean well. Men and women mean well. They have um, been put here to guide and lead. And they fail like anybody else. Regardless how intelligent they are. But you know, because we're all imperfect people. But, again... Who should cast the first stone, right? People like to, well, conservatives primarily, Republicans like to prop themselves up as being uh, righteous in the eyes of God. That they follow the Bible to the T, right? That they are the perfect examples of Christianity and evangelicals. Which is a complete lie. Let's dig deeper in their lives for once. Let's see what they do behind the curtain and see how they live their lives and see what we would find. You'd be shocked. All the things that the, the stones they cast against other people, Republicans who cast those stones against Democrats, liberals, you know, making it seem like they are unscathed. Hiding behind their racism, their bigotries, their sinfulness of what they do behind closed doors. Whereas they like to cast the stones as Republican uh, Democrats as being the devils in our government, right? That's where we're at today, folks. That is where we are at today in our country, right? I get it, you know? The hope was Trump would be the next re-elected. Re but the people have spoken. The people have spoken. And I trust the people's voice, although... Republicans may not trust the people's voice, which is why they tried to st steal the vote. Because they don't trust the people. They don't want to leave such big decisions in the hands of us. Because they should be scared. You know, we have two Senate races in Georgia that 
would allow us, I, wouldn't, I don't want to call myself a Dem, but allow the Democrats to flip the Senate and change the trajectory of where this country is going to be going. And many people are scared, obviously. You know, personally, I'm not really too worried. You know, we need radical change in this country. Radical change. And I'm not saying destructive change. Radical in the sense of bringing people the needed care that they need. Whether that's getting them the money they need to survive. Getting them back on their feet. Bringing jobs back. Something the Republicans have failed to do for months now. And I know it's both sides. I'm, I'm not just saying it's the Democrats are perfect and they're, they're not at fault. It's both sides, right? It's just a disgrace that two groups of people should be focused on the people that they're representing and what they need. Yet they're only thinking about their own self-interests in the long run. That's where we're at today, you know. For many of you, this may not even <laughs> make sense because you may be from another country, you know. And your country may be a well-oiled machine, just not like ours right now. You know, we're not perfect. We never were. But we did stand for things as a leader in, in the world today. And we, in my opinion, we've lost that. We're no longer leading the world. Other countries have taken up that mantle. That mantle that we probably shouldn't even, you know, they shouldn't even have, you know. Because they're just as bad or worse with the things that are happening in our country, you know. Communism, their own form of racism and bigotry, even slavery. Look at China. You know, China is one of those countries that um, unfortunately has those things. You know, they have their own form of concentration camps, you know, with the Muslim people. You know, the Muslim people, in my opinion, are not the enemies. You know, we shouldn't hate them because they're different. We shouldn't hate them because they have a different worldview or a different belief system. And Muslims are not all terrorists, which unfortunately that has been a hard thing to change in the mindsets of people since 9-11. Regardless if they, you know, you know, who they are, people will always have that mindset in many cases that, oh, well, they're just going to do us harm. And they're not. You know, just like in the case of Christianity, it doesn't mean that just because we're Christians, we can't do harm to the world, Right. Because we can, and we do in, in our own way, right? So where do we go from here, folks? You know, I know we get a little off topic, but um, let me let me just share this next song here, which I've played before, but I think it's a good segue to kind of get us back into that mood again, into you know what's going on, you know, and and. And you'll listen to the words and you've known this song and hopefully it will kind of turn down the temperature of what how we're feeling right now, right? So let's play it.
little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble When you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now So don't worry, be happy, folks. Not as easy as it sounds, right? But we can all try. Especially going into Thanksgiving week. Which you got to take a deep breath right now because, you know, can we fully enjoy this Thanksgiving? Can we fully feel thankful? And I believe we can. But I know many people cannot. We've had 250,000 deaths in this country as of now, losing thousands every day due to COVID. Yet, although many, much of the media chooses to ignore those numbers, some of the media chooses to constantly reflect those numbers as a ticker in a good way. Although, how can you really say it's good that people die due to a a serious virus? It's not. But as a reminder, as a memorial to those people who died because there are people out there dying today, getting their last breath because of COVID-19. Yet many people out there still consider it a joke, still consider it the flu, still consider it Something they should not have to worry about. Just a big media hoax. That's what it's called. Do I believe it's a media hoax? Absolutely not. Do I believe that the media has saturated the market with COVID coverage? Uh, Yes and no. Obviously, you, you go to like... Channels like CNN, you know, MSNBC, the news, and they're constantly talking about it, right? As well they should be, to a certain degree. I think part of what's going on today is, and the divisiveness and the hate that's going around is because people are uncomfortable with those numbers. And they do not know how to react. Because many times those who pass away, those 250,000, for many of us aren't, you know, we don't know them. I don't know those people. But they're still human beings. For all I know, you know, many of those who did pass away are, are those who are going to heaven. Many are going to hell. And I know many of you out there may not believe in heaven or hell. I do. I believe there's a place that we go. Some of you believe in reincarnation. And whatever your belief system is, you know, you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to my belief system. Right? But we have to remember those 250,000 going up where it's anticipated by March of next year, which is not that far away, folks. Probably going to have... 
close to 450,000, possibly. Now the vaccine, it's on its way or it's here, but it will take time to distribute to those people around the country and the world. It's not just us, folks. People deserve the relief, the help, when our countries, not just the United States, create a vaccine to help society. We are not the only ones entitled to it, although we like to be, right? So don't worry, be happy. Thinking about that song, trying to be happy. Let me tell you what I'm trying to not be happy about, but it's not that easy. My car. I have a car I bought in 2013. Still making payments on it, surprisingly. I know. I know. Um, drove the hell out of that car. Probably have about 154,000 miles on it. And due to no fault of my own, I changed the oil, I did regular maintenance. I was happily driving it not too long ago. And most likely, come to find out, the engine blew. Right? It was a Kia Sportage. Car had a lot of memories. I'm still making payments on it. So there's not much I can do now. I just have to continue making payments to a dead car. Because I'll be damned if I'm going to spend $7,000 on a new engine where the car isn't even worth $7,000 anymore. Right? But that's my life, folks. That's what happens. Should I be mad? Yes, I'm mad. Yes, I'm ticked off. I'm pissed. Because I have basically a... a you know, basically just sitting in my garage, something that's just going to be sitting there, you know, until I pay it off and get rid of it. Because the moment I pay it off, junk in the piece of junk, you know, that car has a lot of memories. You know why? Because that was the car I bought right after my daughter was born. I had a, I had a 2005 Mustang prior to that car. I loved that Mustang. I loved it. I love to drive, folks. Um, one of the best memories I have of having that Sportage was taking trips up and down to Northern California when I was attempting to go to school. Um, up north in Northern California. And seven hour drives, right? And I used to come back on the weekends. And it was a different time. It was in 2015. <sighs> Trying to be an electrical lineman. <laughs> Crazy. I know. And taking those trips and, and having that, that car and, and it was a good car. Treated me well. Hardly had any um, real breakdowns, surprisingly, which was good. Until this came along. Took it to the dealer. They basically said, well, your engine's not under recall. Um, you're well past warranty as it is. Um, they doubt that the manufacturer's going to pay to repair it. I mean, I don't, I'm not hopeful in that sense. Because they're going to be like, yeah, this car's not even worth $7,000, you know. Or why are we going to put all this money into you know, giving you a new engine, but the verdict is still out on that. You know, it's at the shop now waiting to hear back from Kia and I'll see what happens. Not sure, but I'm not hopeful to be honest with you. And I don't plan to buy another car. Luckily I have another car right now, which was my mom's car when she passed. Um, she left that car to me. It was a 2009 Kia Rio. Has about 54,000 miles or 50,000, under 50,000 miles on it. Excuse me. Luckily, I just drive locally. You know, I don't have to drive very far because I'm working at home. But still, you know, trying to preserve that car is something that I take very seriously.
So, you know, what can we do now? You know, try to enjoy the holidays. Try to enjoy the coming, upcoming Thanksgiving. Try to enjoy Christmas, the new year. And I think we all have to try to do that. We all have to attempt to make some real attempt to put aside our anger, put aside our our hate, if you have hate, and really look yourself in the mirror and think about, do you like the person you see? Do you like... If you are this kind of person, the hateful, spiteful, revengeful person that you see that just wants to own people, that just wants to get back at people because you feel raw about a situation you have no control over. There's so much more to life than that. I know deep down we could all be that way. I know I'm, I'm tempted to be that way. I'm tempted to think that it's much easier to be mean and spiteful and hateful to those around us. Where people live in fear with us. And some people thrive off that. You see it every day. Some people feel like they're not going to stand up to me. I will not allow that. The devil can easily get in all of us. But it's our choice if we decide to let him out and let him roam free and do as he pleases. Or do we kill the devil inside us and work to be truly good people? Now, there's no one truly good, I should say that. Only God is good. But we can certainly try to attempt to get to the closest version of Jesus by following his words and who he is. And although that's really tough for many, it's not impossible. Give up those vices that affect us. Could be alcohol and drugs. Could be pornography. Could be a, living a sinful life. Things that really don't help us but just tend to bring us down. Get rid of those things. Live a cleaner life so that you have more to be thankful for. Now, I know I, I kind of got off topic <laughs> and I do get off topic sometimes off our discussion, right? I'm learning how to be on topic a little more. Obviously, my discussions with you, each of you out there, is just me talking to myself, right? And I don't have people on my pod, you know? I'm not Joe Rogan or some other famous, you know, you know, anchor or journalist or news person. I'm nobody. And, you know, that's okay too. I'm not a nobody to God. I'm a nobody to society and the world with my little pod here leaving some type of record of my life and my thoughts to everyone who chooses and wants to listen. So hopefully you're listening. You know? I know, I'm not that exciting at times. Quite frankly, I'm probably a little boring to many people and that's probably why I don't have as many followers, <laughs> as many listeners, because I'm not a known voice. You know, it's possible next year I may be doing more. I may be, you know, maybe start a YouTube channel or, you know, give some visuals to my audience or prospective audience out there. All right. So thank you for listening as always. Thank you for being here with me. And having my convert, having these conversations with me. And hopefully you, you realize the importance of being thankful and grateful in our life, right? 
Something I would like to let you know, which is kind of a repeat. I may have told you this, but I don't have social media anymore, folks. This is it for me. You know, I really had to get social media out of my life, so to speak. But it's been hard to kick. So this is kind of what I mean by that. I don't have accounts with social media. But I still look at posts on social media. I look at what people are saying. Many of those are authors or writers of books. You know? Trying to get, you know, in the habit of putting it away. You know? Realizing that those people's voices out there, whether it's a celebrity, a book author, a nobody, it's not as important as the voice I, who I am. It's not that important. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there who have big voices. Big Twitter accounts, millions of followers, Facebook and Twitter, and I don't, I never have a, had a TikTok. I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate that I'm going to have one ever, you know. Um, definitely not going to ever have a parlor account, you know, which is another form of Twitter. It, it, it was really not something that was helping my life. At first, I was. Very much energetic in the sense I was really hopeful that Twitter would, you know, help me. Get me to have a voice. Help me reach different followers in what and my thoughts and what I had to say. And my future books one day would come out. And I would use Twitter to promote that. But deep down, I'm a nobody. Nobody cares what I have to say. Some and, and hopefully some of you out there will prove me wrong. Say, hey, Joseph, I care what you say. I like what you have to say. I like who you are. And if you say that to me one day, I'll. that will basically confirm to me that people are listening. Even if it's just one person. The other thing I have to try to stop doing is watching the news. You know, at first I was watching... Um, you know, especially when it was going through the election is CNN and CSNBC and, you know, that typically I know they're a little bit more central. Some are a little bit more liberal than others, but, you know, pretty much trying to get a feed for, you know, what they were saying, you know, does it align with my own beliefs and what I see that's happening, right? I will never be a Fox watcher. I'll never be a one own network or a Newsmax or... None of those. I will not watch those. Because in my opinion, they perpetuate lies. You know? Now, do I say, do I think that CNN lies? Possibly. The verdict is still out on that. I, I, they seem fairly honest. You know, I look at like Brian Williams. You know, I like him, right? Um, who else do I like? Um, I don't watch Matto. Um, sometimes I watch Don Lemon. You know. Right? Como. Um, I like Erin Burnett. I think that's her name. And then there was other ones. So, um, but, but again, everybody gets their truths from somewhere. Ultimately, we have to search the truth out. We cannot just be fed the truth from news networks or the media. Because that's how we as society have gotten in trouble. By believing lies. By not researching the answers for ourselves. And that goes for social media as well. Allowing the lies... To remain online. Affects us every day. I believe it. I truly do believe it.
So thank you, everyone. So let me just, um, before we end today, because my show, this show's going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Let me um, kind of just say, you know, thank you. And what am I grateful for and thankful for? I'm thankful for all of you who give me the opportunity to come into your lives, to give you my thoughts, what's in my heart, in my mind, right? And just say, you know, thank you for being here. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my wife, my daughter. I'm grateful um, for my family, the people in my life. I'm grateful for the love that they share with me. I'm grateful for the fact that I have a job. Grateful for the, for the fact I get to teach almost every day still to this day. Grateful I have an apartment. Grateful I have food on the table. Grateful for good health. Grateful for my mind. Grateful for God in my life. A lot to be grateful for. Grateful I'm not on the street like many people are today, living in my car. Grateful. Something we all have to remember. I really think about how grateful that is, right? Let's be grateful together. Let's be kind to one another. Let's be generous to one another. Let's love one another. Stop the hate. Stop the fights. Try to get along with people despite their differences. And that goes for all of us. It doesn't just go for one side versus the other. It goes for both sides. Let's put politics aside for a moment. Although we know that politics are important to society, to, our, to us individually. But if you're not individually involved in politics, or if you're not a politician, if, you don't, if you're not fighting the good fight, so to speak, and you're just a, uh, sitting on the sidelines watching, like many of us do, then don't devote your life so much to politics. I'm not saying it's not important. But it does do some damage to how we see things, how we treat others because of our differences. So let's try harder, everyone. Let's try harder.
Thank you, everybody, for joining me today on Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Wishing everyone out there a happy Thanksgiving. Bringing you peace and joy to your family and loved ones and a safe Thanksgiving with much love coming from me to all of you. And once again, hope to talk to you very soon with another conversation with Just Talk with Joe Meyer. God bless everyone and take care.